Zach and a college student again. <laughs> I'm Ben and I'm uh, in Omaha again. And I'm Jonathan and I just saw Dick this weekend. Dick Knoble. I'm glad he's still alive. Oh, damn. We did see his grave, though, on the antique cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little ominous. I know, right? I wonder if he even knows it's there. Well, I bet it was his idea. I bet he demanded it. Surely. Bury me in the antique autos. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good impression. <laughs> I, could, I could see him making that demand. That grave ain't fake. <laughs> yeah, he wants. He made me in. Pour me into a phoenix footer. Yeah, just sprinkle his ashes, mix it with the cement. He's like, I was originally wanting to go in the footers of a thousand one knots until TLC made that show. Where else can you get some titties in your face once you're dead? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I know the ride's not there, but I didn't think to look for that fence. That red fence with the spiky triangles that the other woman was straddling. Oh yeah, surely they've removed that. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a uh, padlock on there with her initials and one thousand. <laughs> so we were talking about this this weekend. Do you think Dick and the owners even knew that? It's like so. I'm sure TLC contacted them and were like, "Hey, can we film a segment in your park?" But I wonder if they actually explained, like, what they were actually trying to do. It also kind of seemed like they may not have even gotten park permission. They just went there in the off season and like snuck in. But yeah, that's what I thought. That's what it seemed. It seemed very possible. It definitely seems. Yeah, plausible, because it doesn't seem like Knobles is the type of place that has a heavy security presence in the off-season. Well, and it's just like there's no gate. It's That's what I'm saying. Open. There are, like, homes there. I don't know who lives in them, but... Do, is this something that you guys have discussed on the show? Do people know what we're talking about? If you don't know, Google, I'm in love with an amusement park ride. It'll be the first video that pops up. You won't regret it. <laughs> or don't. I mean, you, you know, just to be completely fair. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to forget it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, there's no one seeing it. That's for sure. I, I do kind of wonder what that... Uh, Whatever that mechanical lubricant is. <laughs> I know it's super toxic. It's like a carcinogen. And she was definitely hey. sticking it inside of her. Yeah. Uh, I wonder where I she wonder is now. If, I really wonder if she thought fucking bolt would come out of her or something. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to Google where is the thousand and one 
not woman. Don't worry, she's not. It's kind of ovals. Did you know they made a movie about this? No. Wait. They made a movie inspired by that exact video. What is it called? Um, What is it called? It's like an indie movie. Um, It's called Jumbo. But it's... The actress was in um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which was an Oscar-nominated movie. So it's it's not like I don't think it's like a you know student film level or something. It's like legit movie, um, but it's about a woman who falls in love with an amusement ride. I haven't seen it. I just like this just suddenly made me remember this coming out, and I kind of forgot about it. I mean, I'm looking up the trailer right now because. Oh, so this is pretty recent, too. Oh, I see what happened. It came out at like February 2020. Bad time. Easy time to forget things. So it, it was supposed to be released wide on March 18th, 2020. Wow. That is about the most unfortunate possible release date. Oh, shit. Well, the video so might be the actual date we went into lockdown in New York. Oh, shit. Yeah. Everything was fucked at that point. Yeah. It has, it has decent reviews. I need to look this up. Yeah, because the trailer even says 2021 on. I mean, imagine if this oh, was my the God. movie. <laughs> I mean, imagine All if right, this is gonna... the movie the movie that became popular as opposed to Tiger King. Oh my God. Right. All right. I found the trailer. I'm sharing in the chat. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be checking that out. Oh my God. This movie looks... I mean, it looks okay, but the, in the trailer. Well, actually, where is this filmed? Doesn't look like it's in the U.S. The cast, uh, I think it's, I think it's gonna be France or Belgium. That's what I was gonna say. Probably. It sounded like French. Oh God. There was a part where there was, like, oil on her face. Yeah, I mean, that's just taken straight from the real inspiration. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I I didn't pull the link up. Can you see what kind of ride it is? It looks like like a... Afterburn? It's like uh, one of the... it's like a mini move at 32. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that looks really interesting. There you go. They made about they made a movie about your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if one of our listeners made that movie. 
Very popular in Belgium. <laughs> also, they. I mean, for the casting, that woman. I don't think the woman is a fair representation of the actual woman <laughs> either. With. No. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be kind and leave it at that. But <laughs> fair, fair point. I was also trying to look oh. up. There's a woman who also was really into Top Thrill Dragster. But I'm trying to all the links are overtaken by the accident. Um, yeah, I think um, one of our listeners knows that person. Are they a listener? I remember a few people? of these. These type people over the years, I feel I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was at a Jago Lake when it was Six Flags. I think that's where I remember there was a guy where we called Hay Baler Man because he just all he did was ride the Hay Baler, which was, I think, just like a wave swinger. And that's like what he did all day. Checks out the simple life. Remember um, Single Rider Bob? Oh, yeah. Cedar Point has a lot of those <laughs> sorts of uh, people. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just an Ohio thing. There's that... Um, about right. There's that single... There's that, like, Cedar Point singles group on Facebook... Oh shit! I'm yeah. not a part of it. People just send me screenshots from it all the time, as if I want to see this shit. <laughs> it's like to arrange like meetups at the park or something. It'll be like it's like a dating. I think people post them here on our Discord, right? And you'll see it'll be like some guy in like it's like a picture of like a middle aged guy outside of like a smoothie shop. Not inside the park, just randomly in Ohio, wearing like a bandana <laughs> and like a jean jacket. <laughs> and they're like, thing to park today around 2 p.m. I have a gold pass and a dining plan in case anybody wants to meet up and ride some rides. Dinner on me. <laughs> Female <laughs> preference to females. I think that's how the dining plan works. <laughs> I saw the post too. There were a few where like it would be somebody's mom posting on their behalf. And it's like, oh, no. my son is 26 years old and single and has a problem. Talk like struggles talking to women. <laughs> he has a gold pass and really enjoys roller coasters trying to find, uh, you know, a woman for him or whatever. And they always, it's just funny when they say, like, prefers females. And it's like, well, prefers. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so there's some wiggle room, you know. <laughs> it's just good. That would expand the pool pretty dramatically in well, this I'm hobby. I'm looking for romance, but like, just a friend would be good at this point. <laughs> yeah. Which is on me either way i feel like i was only like a couple fortunate 
turns away from ending up like that, so I'm not going to make too much. I mean, it's, it's, I think that. I think all three of us were. Yeah, we all, uh, you know, we're we're like hardcore coaster kids in our like yeah. early and mid teens, and there's two pretty obvious paths there. Totally, man. Yeah, we're like the ones that got out. I was well. I was telling Craig that because he didn't really realize it was a full ace, like kind of like ace coaster enthusiast event. And I was just like, just remember, this is only like one or two degrees of separation between me and these people. So I was like, keep that in mind. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's the scary thing. Yeah. Wait, when when you're attending the event, there's some degree of separation between you and the other attendees. Well, I just mean like how, you know, <laughs> as an enthusiast, how I turned out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Ben. I'm going to have to say it reminds me a lot of when you're sitting on the bus and you look around and you go, oh, God, who the fuck is on this thing? Like, look at these people. Oh, shit. I'm (laughs) on this fucking bus. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we're and we're closer. We're closer to. The enthusiasts at the event than we are to the average park guests. Although in this case we're talking about Knobles, so the average park guest is like from central Pennsylvania and I probably really <laughs> am closer to the average coaster enthusiast than to many of the average Knobles guests. I'm a fish out of water in both. You know, one thing I was I was thinking about too, though, is like as far as guests, the I didn't really see any crazy, weird guests other than that one sh- the guy that was wearing that one shirt that was what did it say? It was like, "Watch out, or I'm gonna flip the bitch switch." Or oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. There was a woman wearing a hoodie, and in the back on the back it said, um, it said something like. Watch out, Buttercup. You just flipped my bitch switch. <laughs> She's just walking around the park with her family and this hoodie on. She's like, look, we're going to the theme park today. I know somebody's going to flip the bitch switch, so I better put this hoodie on. True, and I probably did. I wanted to ask her where she got it, but I didn't want to flip it. <laughs> Excuse me, where'd you- Get that butter. Where'd you get that hoodie? What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Surprisingly, though, I didn't. I don't think I saw a single MAGA hat all day. Well, so here's the thing, and for people who didn't gather this based on context clues, you guys like to dive right into the conversation. Uh, ben and I were at Knobles over the weekend. This is Jonathan, by the way. I've been on like one show before, but it's not important who I am. Yeah, so my feeling on that is that that's for like that's for like uh poking the bear, you know, that's for like going out into the mainstream world and like owning the libs. We're in like their safe space. Like they don't feel the need to like show off that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, we're like on their turf. That's my theory. 
That makes sense. And, and I assume both of you are wearing your Biden hats, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I did notice, though, on the way, when we were riding the chairlift, on the way down, um, I think, like, Craig put his arm around me, and I noticed that, like, a couple of chairs of people staring at us, but nothing hostile. Yeah. I did see a couple. I think I caught, saw a couple shirts that were like, I don't know, some crazy Joe, put him in jail, that kind of like weird shit that you can't even like fully figure out what they're even talking about. I did. I did see a couple of those type shirts in the park. Oh yeah, there was like a Joe Biden shirt, like a. I don't remember what it said, but when we were in line for Black Diamond. There was like a. It always has like an over exaggerated like poor graphic like whoever designed the shirt is not does not understand graphic design because there's always like four different fonts and it's usually like a full spread shirt there's always like graphic like graphic lettering it always it's always super gaudy yeah but here's the deal right social experiment design a really shitty t-shirt that's like Biden stole my TV with like eight different fonts <laughs> and like a clip of an old man. And then go to like a MAGA rally and be like, we got these great shirts for sale. Every dollar that we make is going to help get Biden out of office. Yeah, I feel like that's like half the people at these things are just they're just like there to like make a buck off of it. Tell tell them how you really feel with a t-shirt right here. Get a shirt. Exactly. We've got them on sale today. They're only 20 bucks. Two for 45. Or you gotta do, or like the breakdown where the math doesn't make sense. It's like it's like one for thirty, two for seventy-five, three for one hundred and fifty. That's oh, right. And the other thing, and I got, and I guess this is on a, a more serious note. Was I? I've been to Knobles for Fun Fest. I think every year for 14, 14 years now. I think it's also just like. Being there around a crowd that is, I'm sure, like 70% conservative, you know, pretty right wing and not seeing much of that stuff. I think it's just like a sign of like most people are just they're just kind of like a normal person trying to go about their life and like they're not interested in like wearing shirts and about it and that sort of thing. Right. And sometimes it's easy to forget that living if I think all of us live in pretty left leaning places and so like all we see are the like kind of crazy people. But like you go to an actual like conservative place and it's like people going about their day. Um not to like to like you know, wash it, I guess, because like Ben said, you know, maybe they're looking at you a little differently if you're like uh, holding, you know, your partner's hand and they're same sex or if you're black or something. So I don't want to dismiss it, but it is like it's a little sometimes a little refreshing to 
be there amongst people who are different than all my friends and be like, oh, okay, these people are just, they're just trying to have a day at the amusement park. And it also kind of shows, too, that, like, at the end of the day, a lot of Americans in general are, are fucked by systemic problems across the board. Obviously, yeah. some more than others, right. but, like, everyone's angry, confused. Sad. Yeah, for sure. You certainly, yeah, I mean, you see it out in that part of the country, definitely. I mean, Kenobal seems like the mountains around it have really hindered it from moving past, I don't know, roughly 1987. By and large. Which is kind of in a way. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like a step back in time. Yeah. I don't want to think too much about that. And I don't when I'm there, but <laughs> like I don't really want to know what Dick Knobel thinks about every topic. Well, remember two years ago? Remember two years ago when he was giving his speech and it seemed like he was about to go on some like deep end political rant. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, it was a tough year, you know, and uh just everything going on with COVID and you know the supply chain issues and and everyone was just kind of like, uh. Yeah, yeah. One time years ago, he said something. One time we were there on a non fun fest day, and at the ticket booth, Ikonobo was actually selling us tickets. It was just randomly. It wasn't like a coaster event. It was just like Dick Knobel's working in the ticket booth. He said something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Something about like church groups from Philly or something that we didn't press too hard on. But ever since we've been like, what did he mean by that? Uh, you know what? I just not going to think about it too much. <laughs> He's an old man. He's like, you know, you know who I miss? Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's book him for the fest. <laughs> I think the funniest ticket booth experience I had was like, I, was, I went to Lagoon on a Sunday and I, I had to like, they asked for my ID because I bought the ticket online. It was the only time they actually like asked to verify the name or whatever. And then they're like, oh, from Colorado. And it's like, yeah, we just wanted to come into the park. It's a cool park. And they're like, oh, you picked a good day to go. And then he said something like the Mormons aren't, it's Sunday. So none of the Mormons are here. Or something. It was just kind of funny. Because <clears throat> in Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City is like very heavily Mormon, like insanely, you know. To, so yeah. like, it's kind of like yeah. if you're not Mormon, people feel more isolated. But then when people find it's like you're either like super anti against religion or you're like Mormon. So whenever people find each other that aren't Mormon, they kind of have that like. Handshake of like, oh god, these fucking Mormons. Totally. See, Wait, are Mormons? Uh, you can go ahead, Zach. I was gonna say I've never been to Salt Lake City, but I've heard that a lot about that place. And I'm like, I don't know if the Mormons bother you that much. Maybe just trying to move. I don't 
beautiful place though. It's still a cool city. I think Mormons still make up like 40 plus percentage of like seats in their local politics or whatever, or like the representation is still like half Mormon. Um, but then, yeah, everyone else that's there, they're like trying to get that to change. And the, the church is like shrinking. The people are leaving at a record number. And so now the Mormon <laughs> church is like desperately trying to keep control of the state and the city. But I think at this point with everybody moving there, it'll, it'll flip eventually. Well, yo, the great yeah. Salt Lake is shrinking too. So that's right. Once that dries up, that you're doomed. It's there's gonna be like a it'll it's not just that the lake dries up, it's everything that's like in the lake will create it's, like a toxic dust cloud. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be like acid rain and shit. <laughs> like you can't yeah. breathe the air. So <laughs> Yeah, because there's already really bad air inversion and pollution there, because it's just in this valley, so everything just settles. So yeah, that'll make it worse. I also heard something when the when that lake dries up, it's gonna affect weather patterns and it'll affect snow and like temperature and all that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll probably all move the move to Denver. Oh yeah, look out. Yeah. So if you go to Lagoon on a Sunday, does that mean none of the staff working that day are Mormon? I don't know. I don't know how serious it is about like working on Sundays and stuff. I, I have to admit, I'm not terribly educated on Mormonism. I mean, from my understanding of religion, as long as they're giving a tithe back to God, it doesn't really matter if you show up or not. Go to work. <laughs> Just pay up. Yeah. I think that is the case for many religions. I, I've always gotten the sense Mormonism is a little bit more... Uh, and they're making you adhere. Yeah, I think for a lot of them, Sunday is the day. Like, church is kind of like an all-day thing. So you have, like, your service, and then you have the community stuff, and then you have, like, a outing, and then you spend time with your family the rest of the day. But I don't know if all churches are that. I don't know if it's, like, other religions where there's, like, tiers of seriousness within the religion. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, Sundays are yeah. pretty quiet there oh that's the scariest six i could ever hear from anybody What's church that? is an all day thing <laughs> that's mm, yeah <laughs> you don't get that many days in a week <laughs> yeah you gotta do and you gotta work most of them and i'm not even religious so if i'm gonna go to church it's a big damn deal <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure right, at this point for noble. me to go to church, somebody has to die. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's probably true. That's true from that's the last time I was in a church, actually, it was a funeral. It'll probably be the only time moving forward. <laughs> Even then, it's like, unless, right, it's, uh, <laughs> unless it's like a, one of the like deconsecrated churches that's like a brewery or like a music venue now. I've been in a few of those. Nice. Those are cool. There's yes, a, I worship alcohol. I know there's a gay that. there's a gay sex club in Berlin that's in an old church. Oh yeah, Berlin's got all the cool clubs. <clears throat> I don't think I'm gonna go to that one. 
<laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Something for everybody. Yeah. No. Hey, that's cool. I just don't think that one's my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I know there also is this gay kink weekend event that's in an old theme park, and there is a credit. I think there's a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um? Oh, that's that's in Berlin. Yeah, I think I think it is in it's like the. Yeah, I think it's in Spree, Spree Park. I think it's called. Okay. It's just so in the old in like kind of the sort of former industrial area of Berlin where a lot of the the big famous clubs are right near there. There's a park that has like a an old abandoned amusement park in it where a lot of the rides are still standing but not operating. And it's open to the public so you can walk around. Pretty cool. Oh, nice. Oh, speaking of religion and credits. Do you know of that wacky worm that's in the one of the Jewish neighborhoods in Brooklyn? Yeah, somebody. It's it's not far from where I used to live. Somebody I know tried to to ride it. Apparently, they did not get allowed in. <laughs> somebody that we know supposedly dressed up to go ride it. Oh my god! <laughs> no way. I, no fucking way. I'm not going to say I don't believe them because they're the type of person that would definitely do that type of thing. But at the same time, they didn't get any pictures inside. Do they speak Yiddish? I feel like you get, I feel like dressing only gets you part of the way here. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to flat out say I don't believe them, but at the same time, I want to believe it, and I'm going to tell everyone here I know this story because it's like the best thing I've heard in a long time, so I'm going to choose to believe it's true. Uh, but I have some some doubts. I mean, I'll be, I'll be completely fair. This was back in like 2008, I think, or 2009. So I don't know if security would have been quite a state at that point. It would be in 2023. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But intriguing. Also, well, it's not even a security thing. It's just like you do need to you need to presumably talk to someone to like buy a ticket. And if you're wearing like traditional like Hasidic dress, then you don't speak Yiddish. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think that's a pretty enormous red flag and you'd get asked some questions. But maybe not. Maybe they'd just be like, oh, okay. He's visiting from somewhere else. Well, I think the story was too. I don't know if he I don't know if he said he dressed. I think he, he went said he went into a store nearby and bought a yarmulke. Okay, alright. So he wasn't wearing like traditional Okay. That's that seems more plausible. Okay. Wow. This is, I, I'm not going to ask who this person is because I know you don't want to call them out, but that is probably the most dedication I've ever heard to getting a credit. I'm not sure that can be topped. It's also slight. It's also slightly less creepy than asking to borrow a child in your forties. 
It's definitely less creepy. It's more something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but but it has a. It's more concerning <laughs> in a strange way. But it has a turntable. Uh, it's not. It's not focusing. Yeah, I know. A lot. Give me one second. It is still there. Hmm. Oh, that's someone I know as well. Interesting. Yeah. So the story is plausible, right? It's, it's plausible. It's something that I've person would do. He would do it, and I think I think he could pass. Same. Pretty easily. As long as he didn't say too much. It would have been... Yeah. At least he didn't, like, pretend to be deaf, so he didn't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's pretty smart. That's actually my... That's kind of my go-to when I'm in a foreign country and I, like, can't communicate properly and speak the language very, very well, and if you're just having, like, a, like an issue, I usually just start, like, signing... And the thing is, it's not the pretend to be deaf, but generally signing is more universally understood than like trying to speak a, another language poorly, but it usually works. So, okay, I, I'm looking, holy shit. So wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the art page for this. Uh, well, first of all, in the RCDB picture, there are like three young coaster enthusiasts wearing amusement park shirts. Maybe they're Jewish. Probably not. Who did appear to gain entry and ride this. It's a minor mic, by the way, which is like even worse than a wacky worm. It's barely... I mean, this thing is like a flat barely circle. Like, this is... It, it, according to RCDB, it is still operating. Now, I'm not sure if they would get the memo on RCDB if it closed. Could have closed in the pandemic or something. Who knows? Um, but I can see <laughs> the photo is funny if you look it up on RCDB because you can like see in the background the like window of the storefront and like the signs in the window, like $99 birthday package. Um, the signage is in English. So it is, I think, a, a wider audience it's targeting than I kind of pictured in my head. The, so it's, it's feasible. What's the name I believe of the story. Uh, it's called Kids in Action. Uh, apostrophe N. And there's a minor mic that has apparently been operating since 1995, which if it's still there and I doubt this, that is a 28-year-old minor mic. Which doesn't seem possible. There must be a there must be another one because I thought it was a whack I thought the one that he was talking about was a wacky worm, in and it was in it's basically like in a city park. I don't know about that. That I've never heard of. Um, I'm only looking at the operating coasters in Brooklyn, which there's nothing like. There's only one other coaster in Brooklyn that is not in. Um, Coney Island, and it's at a family fun center not far from Coney Island in a non non Jewish neighborhood. Um, now there could have been an older coaster that opened that operated. 
do I see that on RCDB? Closed. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, defunct. Get to the bottom of this. But yeah, I don't. I don't know what that would possibly be in like a city park. But it could be. It's too bad the gap's not still around. I'm pretty sure there was like a back and forth about if that person actually wrote it. Hmm. Intriguing. I'm pretty sure the other person in that back and forth was their screen name was El Taco. Okay, this is the person this is the person that I know of who tried to write it and failed. But the one he was trying to write was the one I just sent, which is inside a family fun center. And that's that's El Taco. They tried and did get the ride. Yeah, I know it because he's a friend of a friend. And when (laughs) when I lived not far from there, um, he had asked my friend if I lived in a a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood, which I don't. I I didn't. I lived in the next neighborhood over, Um, but it was near that fun center. Anyway, there's a real inside baseball here. Yeah, well, so. I wonder if El Taco got denied more so because of his like piercings and hair. Yes, yeah, almost. I think El Taco could not easily pass. Whereas um, Roller Monkey could probably, if he was wearing long pants. Because he had all those tattoos. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds plausible. I'm pretty sure those two, it was like El Taco was like, like, picture it didn't happen. And Roller Monkey was like, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think there's probably like five or six coasters like in New York City I haven't been on just because there are there are a handful of pretty random like city coasters in random places see the and I don't really don't really seek that out anymore see I remember in a there's so I remember watching a movie uh, probably like had to have been at least 10 years ago and I don't remember the name of the movie but there was a scene where like this boy like like it was like two teenagers like a boy and a girl and they were jewish because they had yarmulkes and the kids were wearing like traditional like hasidic jewish clothing and they rode a wacky worm with a turntable but it was like literally in this like little park because it was just surrounded by apartment buildings um i don't remember what the movie was so that's why i was thinking it was a wacky worm Unless that mm-hmm. one is defunct or something. Um, but I know it was definitely like in Brooklyn. Like I'm gonna be on a I'm gonna be on a hunt for this now. For the foreseeable future. 
But yeah, I'm trying to look up Wacky Worms in Brooklyn, and I can't find anything. Because I know the one at Luna Park has a turntable, or it did, or whatever one was there. Is it possible it was yeah, that one? Are you sure it wasn't just Luna Park? Right. Yeah, that yeah, seems like the obvious. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't Luna Park. Is in this because, like, I remember when I saw the movie, I was like, "Wait, where the fuck is that?" But it was in like a park. Like it was just in like it was the only thing there, and it was right. in between like apartment buildings. You remember the movie? What was it called? No, I I don't remember anything about it. Other than there was Jewish children riding a wacky worm. Yeah. You know what decade this would have been from? Probably in the 2000s, late 2000s. It's like in in the movie, they were like walking through the neighborhood, like down the sidewalk, and then they like sit down on the ride and they ride. They were like arguing. I remember the scene. They were like, it was like a typical romantic comedy where they're like arguing and they're like talking through an argument while they're riding the ride. Cause like the camera was mounted to the train. So it's like them like all upset and they're just like basically talking as the rides going around and they get off and then, you know, they like go about their day. I don't know. I don't know. any ideas. If anyone knows, let me know. I cannot find it. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this. I think we're going to need, I think we're going to need way more. Fortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... Could have been shot somewhere else. Wait, what? Could have been shot somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it wasn't in Brooklyn. Maybe it's somewhere else around New York. I don't know. Right. Yeah, that seems a more likely thing. Because there are, are a few parks in New York City that, that have or have had small roller coasters. Flushing um, Meadows in Queens does, though it's not a wacky worm, it's a Myler. Python Pit. Um, Central Park used to for years and hasn't for a little while uh, had in the summer a little amusement park. But Interesting. Mystery. I wonder if there's a way to look up wacky worms just in New York and RCDB. Who makes wacky worms? Uh, I think that's silly. Zaire? Fabry? Apparently a, bunch of, apparently a bunch of different manufacturers do. Fabry is one. Pinfari is oh, one. Oh, Pinfari, okay. A bunch of other ones I've never even heard of. Fajum. Hey, right back at you. <laughs> bunch of Chinese manufacturers make a version. That's not surprising. This Coasterpedia I'm looking at. Well, I think we've run this one to a dead end for now. If anyone has any intel, though, I'd love to figure this one out. Yeah, we need some leads on this wacky worm that was in a New York park. 
or even what this movie was. Yeah, yeah, well, it's very unhelpful. This movie didn't leave much of an impression on you, I don't think. No, because it was on TV. It was like okay. Yeah, it was. I worse. think it was even like I was in a restaurant or like a store, or it was like one of those things <laughs> where like I just saw the coat. Like because I remember hearing the story from Chris, and then seeing the clip of the movie and then being like oh that must have been the coaster he was talking about um but yeah i don't know what the movie was <laughs> amazing yeah riveting what was the highlight of Knobles for you ben um probably twister because it's i mean i always like twister but I was surprised by how good it was running. And like every time I ride it, I have, I don't know if it's an expectation thing, but I'm not expecting how powerful the ride is. Yeah. Twister is good. Yeah. Does it ever every make time. you sad? It's not at Elitch anymore. Nah. Cause I'm sure the one that was there, like I know that people always talk about how good that one was, but looking at the POVs, I mean, it looked like it was fun, but I don't know. People said it's like, oh, it was like the best wooden coaster ever. But I don't think it was probably as good as the one at Knobles. And they wouldn't have taken care of it there. Like, Twister takes a lot of care to run the way it does. Uh, Like, those two big helixes, I feel like the park rebuilds significant parts of them every single year. Yeah, because Knobles has like their own lumber company, and they like they really do a lot of TLC on those two coasters. I feel like Twister with its layout is one that would like at most other parks would be a piece of shit, but Knobles keeps it like in immaculate condition. Yeah, and it runs. I mean, it runs so fast too, and it's uh, I mean, like in comparison to Twister Two at Elitch, which is a pile of garbage um twister three then that's right that's right (laughs) technically i don't i don't have the twister three credit yet i don't think it's in credit well it's a new experience i think it just identifies (laughs) as twister three now (laughs) (laughs) so don't yeah but this every, every year this happens every year. I'm guilty of it, but I know other people are as well. Every year at Knobles, particularly at FunFest, everybody rides Twister and then is like, whoa, Twister's running so good this year. I didn't remember it being this good. And people do that every year. It's like, well, maybe it's just always been good. Just yeah. gets, It's like chronically underrated, I think, somehow. Maybe For just sure. because Phoenix is, is there. Or maybe one year... And it'll just be like, whoa, Twister's running like shit this year. What happened to it? <laughs> I hope not. And like, I'm not a Phoenix. I'm definitely not a Phoenix underappreciator, but I do think that that ride gets the hype over Twister. And I'd almost, and personally, I, I like Twister more than Phoenix. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far for me, but I do think they're closer than most people seem to think. And actually I think this year may have been the first year where I did enjoy my Twister rides more than Phoenix. 
did you guys get on um, like Dinder Haunted or Flying Turns? All three. Haunted Mansion had ERT in the morning. Nice. How is and flying? I was pouring. I wrote it twice. I didn't. I didn't think Flying Turns was going to open for ERT because it was absolutely pouring, but they did open it. Um, very, very wet. Lots of leaves in there, but we wrote it. I like. I like Flying Turns. I think our group that we go with is pretty split on that. I really want to ride that one. The only time I've been to Knobles is 2008. It did a test run while I was there. Mm. That was like, what, two years, I think, before it actually really opened? Yeah, two or three. And I know it was about two or three after it was supposed to originally open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think they started building in like 2005 or 2006. 2005, I think. Maybe yeah. earlier. Yeah, that sounds about Four? right. I think it was supposed to open in like 06. So yeah, maybe 04 they started building it. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was yeah, it was Fun Fest 2010. It surprise opened that day. That was that was my first Fun Fest. I haven't missed one since. Um yeah, it's great. I mean, it's just I mean, Flying Turns is to me uh, and I feel like I need to use some of my time here to just evangelize about Knobles, which is my favorite park by far in the world. Um, I think it's emblematic of, of everything about that park, which is there's no rational re- business reason to do something like that. It was a completely insane thing to do and to keep pouring money into for years when it was not working. Um, but they do it because they they love it and care about history and care about trying to do unique things and trying to like leave a legacy and not many parks really do that. And you see that like all over that park. So that it's always like, even though the ride itself is like maybe a little underwhelming, if you don't appreciate the history, it's still to me, it's like just really cool. And there's no, no one else would attempt to do something like that. Like that, no one's going to build another one of those. No, absolutely not. Do they still have like 37 pizza It's not 30 cents anymore, but r- relatively speaking, everything is still very cheap and very good for what it is. Though well, that's the thing I never understood. It's like, it's like one awards for the food and I'm like, the food I tried was not that good. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, oh, fuck, this is good. I think it. Yeah, I mean, it just has such a wide selection of food for a park. It's like it's like. But at the end of the day, it's still just park food. It's basically like carnival carts of food. And I think considering oh, actually that story also about the Ace event at uh, at Wildwood and enthusiast food preferences. I think that's probably has a lot to do with that award. Yes. Okay. I don't think I told that story when I was on the podcast a few years ago, which I can't believe if I did, I'm sure there's new listeners. So I should tell it again. Um, very relevant to that. 
Yeah, I mean, I always thought the food award, it's kind of like, what should that award be? Is it like Epcot should win the award because objectively it has the best food? Or is it like, what's the best park food? In which case, I think Knobles has a strong argument. It's sort of the greatest hits of like state fair food. And it's all, not all, but most of it is, you know, toward the top tier for that type of food. But yeah, you know what you're getting. You're getting a lot of deep fried stuff. You know, we had, you know, deep fried pickles and um, like, uh, uh, what did I have? That was like a McRib kind of thing. That was actually really good. It's, um, yeah, I, I can, I think it, I could justify them winning that award. Um, but it is true that the, the enthusiast palette is extremely uh, limited to be very kind. So my story about that, which maybe some people were at this event, uh, Maury's Piers in Wildwood, which is phenomenal park. I think it's one of the, probably up there is one of my favorite parks in America. Um, not many places like that left in the world. Also family owned, the Maury family. So like Knobles owned by people who really care about it and care about the legacy that they're leaving and that their family's leaving. They have an event every year called Coasting by the Ocean. I've been a couple times. Highly recommend. I haven't been in probably six or seven years, so I can't speak to how the event is now. But the two times I went, it was insane value. They You get two days of unlimited rides, including the upcharge rides. There were like three or four ERT sessions. You got access to both water parks. They had all these insane giveaways, um, multiple meals. It was ludicrous. And the first the, the first year I went, or maybe it was the second year. I've been three times, sorry. The second time I went, uh, they had one night this meal on the beach. It was like a Hawaiian-themed catered meal. It was by far the best meal I've had in a park. By far the, most, the best meal I've had in an event. I mean, it hardly even... There's no competition for that. I've never had a good meal at an event until this one. Um, I don't know what the items were, but it was like an extraordinary spread of like interesting, good food. Like, wow, I just couldn't stop raving about this event. I brought people back the next year. So after the event, they send out a survey to the attendees, uh, which I filled out um, immediately. You know, I, I, I do a lot of surveys for work, so I try to be sympathetic to when people need surveys done. And I try to complete them, but I'm not great about it. Usually I'm not filling out your survey. But this one, I was like, oh, I had such a great time that I, um, you know, I should fill this out for sure. Like, I really want to tell these guys, you know, how much of a great time I had and, like, how much we, I appreciated this event. Like, wow, they didn't really have to do, they didn't have to do any of this, you know? They, they're not getting enough benefit from these coaster enthusiasts to do this. They're just doing it out of the kindness of their heart. So I wrote a nice, long response. Uh, a few days, this is 2012, by the way, so 11 years ago. A few days later, <laughs> we get an email, everyone, <laughs> from... Uh, Dino Fazio, who's of the, the Maury's family, I think, or maybe he's just the manager. Oh, he was the director of peer operations and, and training. It's a good New Jersey name, Dino Fazio. Excellent New Jersey name. Uh, hello, friends. I'm just going to read the email. I pulled it up here. 
I know many of you from our interaction over the years during Maury's Coastin event. Others I hope to get to know in the coming years. I was just reviewing the results to the survey I sent out yesterday. Only 20 have come in thus far, but the results are generally disappointing. As such, I felt compelled to write to all of you about some of the issues brought up. First bullet point. My absence at this year's event. There are a few comments about this fact and the fact that other members of management and ownership were not present. First, I would like to offer my apologies. The reality is I have been dealing with some medical issues that have kept me in my office for the past couple of weeks. I ventured out for several hours Sunday and was able to catch up with a few of you. Unfortunately, I miss most and I'm sorry for that. Jack and Will, Jack and Will Morey, simply were not very available during the weekend due to various scheduling issues. Believe me, it was not apathy or complacency as suggested by a few survey responses. All right, so right off the bat here, this is the first of seven bullets. This is the first of seven oh, bullets in this email. First of all, what a bunch of assholes. This guy's got a medical issue and they're complaining they didn't get to hobnob with park management and uh, attributing it to apathy or complacency. All right, but that's only the beginning. Uh, the next, the next one, I'll I'll skip over. It was something about using the wristbands at the extreme rides. I don't know. Sounds like some legitimate mix-up that I'm sure was an honest mistake and got corrected, but people felt the need to gripe about at an event where they paid basically nothing to be given hundreds of dollars worth of things. Third, <laughs> this one's just random. Dance performers clogging up the restrooms on Adventure Pier on Sunday. This was another miss on our part, and I will endeavor to fix the issue in the future. This man has the patience of a saint. I commend him on actually responding to these things. Um, four, <laughs> this one, we're not even to the best part, but it's getting good. Those of you who only received... <laughs> 10% off at the gift shop instead of 20% off. Please reply to this email with your receipt and I'll forward to our retail manager and ensure you are reimbursed for the difference. That's really, really, really nice. Ser seriously, this guy is being... Had I seen the surveys that he apparently saw, and I would love to see the actual survey responses, I would have said, fuck these people, seriously. we're never doing this event again, ever. Ban, so, ban, ban. Next one, Ghost Ship Tour, uh, which is an incredible walkthrough dark ride, by the way. Uh, one of the best I've ever seen. I, uh, a disorganized mess, I'm told. If we offer this again, it won't be. I promise you. All right, whatever. I don't think I did that tour, so I don't know about that. The last two bullet points, and they are the best. Free stuff. I hear your complaints about not enough of it and promise we will try to do more of it in the future. Not enough free stuff. By the way, absolutely remarkable amount of free stuff. Everyone in my group won something substantial. Um, I don't think it's behind me on this bookshelf, uh, but I have this incredible Maury's Piers history book that I won at this event. It's worth like 60 bucks. Um, unbelievable entitlement. And so the final one, food at the dinner on Saturday night. Comments range from the best you've ever had at an enthusiast event. That was clearly me, by the way, to the worst you've had anywhere in your life. I'm not sure how to fix this, but we will try. 
The food was obviously not your normal cheap hamburgers and hot dogs, but some of you were not impressed. We will try to do better in the future. I like that finally he was letting a little bit of sarcasm come out there at the end. Um, just an email that made me um, ashamed to be into this hobby at all. And I, I wrote him like a three page long email after like <laughs> apologizing on behalf of all of these people and saying that it was like the best event I've ever been to. Um, but so needless to say, I have been to a future coast in by the ocean. They did not have a Hawaiian meal. They had hamburgers and hot dogs and that's what you'll get at every event in the future because these people have never been exposed to the slightest bit of culture. That checks out. What was well, so what was the thing what was the thing about the tour, the boat tour? What did he say? Uh he just said it was a disorganized mess, I'm told. Uh which which probably wasn't actually true. Um, but I, I don't think my group did that, so I don't actually know. And if it was, I certainly wouldn't have complained about it. Because I'm not an asshole. That just kinda reminds me of like Hollywood Nights twenty twenty one. Yes. Or or the the Hollywood Nights um 2003. People were like demanding their refunds on their way out while the park was trying to like come to grips with the fact that someone had just died on their ride. Seriously. Although I will say yeah. in 2021 <laughs> with the food situation I remember that I when registered, I was like, oh, I'm vegan. And they were like, oh, we'll make sure there's options for you. So I get there at the food on Friday night, and they're like, I'm like, oh, hey, uh, they said there was like a, a vegan option. And they're like, oh, yeah, one moment. And this person goes away and comes back with like a little box, and it's a fucking wrap made of hamburger toppings. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I do cool. remember that. One piece of lettuce, one piece of tomato, some onion ring. Uh... Incredible. By the way, I'm just seeing in this email that I was reading he didn't blind carbon copy people, so I actually see all of the email addresses of the people he was emailing. I should just respond to all these people now, 11 years later, and be like, you bunch of assholes. <laughs> just read your email addresses right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a public shaming. I can't even imagine what the survey responses would have been. Like, who bids about not enough free stuff? It's free stuff. They didn't give you anything. Right. By definition, there is always enough free stuff. Free yeah. stuff is always... Zero close. free stuff is, is a perfectly acceptable amount. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. So anyway, the long story is Knobel's food for a lot of these people is like the, the pinnacle of American culinary history. 
You can get everything from Cone Dogs to Cold Cut. The, um, I will say, for some reason, two years ago, I got an iced coffee. And I thought about that iced coffee for two years, and I don't know why. And then I got it this year, and it was just, like, not great. It was super sugary, and they used, like, whole milk. It was just, like, an inch of cream. But it was big, though. It was, like, 40 ounces. Well, that's the other thing, that the number one quality that people are looking for is just size, amount. I guess that's not quality, quantity. Quantity is what matters far more than quality. And see, that's fine, but then it should be more like best value food or something. Yeah, yeah, actually, if it was best value food, I think Canovo's unquestionably is the winner. Because I'm also like, I don't know. I've heard a lot of good things about the food at Dollywood, too. Yeah, I would actually, having been to both parks a lot, I would think I would give it to Knobles. Like, Dollywood, I feel like, is trying to be something more. And it's, it's, that's fine, but it's, like, not great. Whereas Knobles is just like, look, it's amusement park food. It's fair food. We're not going to stray from our lane, but we're going to do this thing pretty good for a good price. Yeah, that's fair. They make a lot of they make a lot of that stuff there. They're actually making it like I I saw this year. uh, They had pizza rolls at one of the food stands, which I'd never noticed. Of course, I had to order that. It was pretty good. I mean, they are actually it's not, you know, some store bought thing. They're rolling dough and putting pepperoni and marinara in it. Brian, it nice. The thing I always thought was cool about (laughs) thing I thought was cool about Dollywood's food is they got these giant skillets to match the size of the people there. Skillets, the skillets are good, and the cinnamon bread. I I don't understand why it's called cinnamon bread. It's just a fucking cinnamon roll. Is it? I can't picture it now. It's rich. It's a cinnamon roll. If if it was, I wouldn't serve it with icing on the side. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's a cinnamon roll yeah, that's right. in a bread pan, basically. It's it's a cinnamon roll that hasn't been sliced yet. Pretty like a much. cinnamon roll before you. Which are the portion sizes that people demand there. Yeah, it's probably mm. like two Cinnabon. <laughs> With all that, I think it's like five. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's, it's insane. It's a lot. And yeah, it gets that fucking jizz that goes on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well you gotta have that. Yeah, jizz is the best part. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like it's like oh, it's cinnamon bread. No, it's a big ass cinnamon roll. <laughs> Quit trying to spin this shit. Well, I remember one year for the event, they 
for when was that? It was an ACE event in like 2013, and they on the event schedule it said like you could take home cinnamon bread, but it wasn't uh, cooked and it didn't have the icing, so it was just like a loaf of like bread, basically. <laughs> no dough. Uh, I like to think they just did that to troll acers intentionally. Yeah, maybe. But they like had it in a plastic bag, and they had this like you know little card. It's like, oh, everyone take home a cinnamon bread, and then like you get it, and it's just like a hard loaf. I don't know if you're supposed to like reheat it at home or something, but uh, yeah, there's no icing, and that was the year I got way too drunk off of like Stoli vodka, and so I remember being in the back of Cookie's mini his like minivan. It didn't have any rear seats, and I'm just sitting on the floor in the back of his van being driven back from the park. And, uh, like, trying to, like, down this bread to make myself feel better, and I ended up throwing it up. Awesome. Yeah. Little Prince Ben. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're a dainty little princess, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> No, here's the other reason I got sick was not because I necessarily drank too much, but the park had like no water options. So all the water fountains are turned off and they only sell Dasani. Yeah, that sounds about right. They don't drink water down there. Yeah, they're like in soda. Yeah, it's like, can I get a water? One coke coming up. No, I said water. Uh, 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 uh. We got sweet tea. You mean that stuff you piss in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that was... That's the thing, Ben. I think if you want water, you just gotta ask for a cup of ice. (laughs) Give the dog water. You want water, boy. (laughs) From the south, by the way. I can get away with this for everybody listening at home. Well, it's that part of the country where they think carrying around a water bottle is a status symbol. Is that not Denver? What was it? So is that not Denver? That seems like something people in Denver would do. What carry around water bottles? Berkeley. Yeah. No. Well, like any any state. Well, like it's like a cultural thing. Anything out west, everyone you just carry around a water bottle everywhere you go because it's dry, yeah. it's hot, you need water. But then, like I've had experiences, like especially in the Midwest, where like people will judge you for carrying around a water bottle. And it's like, you mean you don't drink water? Like, what? Like, I don't know. I wasn't hydrated properly until like five years ago. (laughs) I definitely grew up without like anybody ever drinking water around me, or anybody saying like, "Hey, you're you'll you'll feel like way better in every aspect of your life if you just drink water." Mm -hmm. What you some kind of water drinker? It's that's probably like we could fix like half the country's problems if everybody just like hydrated. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be gold in the fucking toilet bowl after you're done pissing. That's right. Yeah. Like brown. <laughs> <laughs> like, drink, just drink a glass or two. Come on. Yeah, like you should have to pee more than twice a day. And it shouldn't exactly. stink. Yeah. God, that's like smells like sweet tea. 
And Dasani doesn't count. I remember once I went on a camping trip and I asked somebody to pick up water at the gas station and they bought like just like a six pack or like an eight pack of Dasani, like the individual Dasani bottles. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's not water. Like you can't, you don't just bring a pack of water bottles on like a, a weekend trip without water. It's like one person for one day. Yeah. Wait, so what what's you guys what would you say is the best park food you've had then? Um, Since we're back to that topic. I'm curious. I don't know. Um The thing is is like I guess I have to give it to Knobles. I don't know. I don't really Right, like the competition isn't very good. Yeah. Uh I was gonna say for me. Yo, like Blue Bayou at Disneyland or like Mythos at Island of Adventure. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. I've eaten there. That one's really good. Yeah, so that's kind of my question I always have about like the golden tickets or something like that is like what are we it's hard to like compare those places like Universal or Disney with the traditional parks. Like, they almost can't be compared. Because, and, and then the other thing is somewhere, I mean, so I think the best food I've had at a park is probably Tivoli Gardens in Copenhagen. But again, it's like, that park has, like, restaurants in the park. Or, like, nice, amazing restaurants. Is that, like, what we're talking about here? Or is it, we're talking about, like, Knobles type food? It's kind of a weird thing to give an award for, actually. I agree. I think, but I think it should be the latter of the two. It shouldn't be the best value food. Or like, oh, the biggest pizza slice. Whoa. Like, if it's the best park food, it should be what's the best stuff? What tastes the best, you know? Speaking of big yeah. food, hold on a second. I just sent you a link because we were at we went to Hershey Friday before the event, and it's Hershey Park Stuff Your Cup. <laughs> <laughs> just look at you got to look at the video. It's fucking disgusting. What was the other one? Smush your s'more. Yes, yeah, smush your s'more. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff your cup. Oh boy. Oh, one pound. No. Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Oh yes. Choose your mixins. This does kind of look this. Was it like ten thousand calories or something? Insane. It's like it's like a hundred servings or something. It's I think it was. Or no, it's like fifty servings. But wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a question. They didn't show it done at the end, but it didn't look like that giant stuff your cup has ridges on the sides. No, it's just like a dog food bowl. Yeah, what the fuck? 
it's not really a good Reese's if it doesn't have a side, right? Right. And there's no there's no lid on it. Well, they put the well, lid they on put the a top area. on it. Oh, they do. Okay, on the website, the pictures of it don't show the lid. I guess so you get the full effect of the the stuff piled in it. Yeah, they like they basically it looked from the video. We looked like they tape. They do like a marble slab to the peanut butter, so they'll throw in all the mix-ins and then like use some spatula blades to like cut up lines and (laughs) mix it together. What's funny too at the end of the video too, they say like bring it home to share or keep all to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, eat all one pound. Only in 2021, it won the IAPA Brass Ring Award. Stuff your cup? It's an award-winning experience. Yeah, stuff your cup. Oh, my God. Also, no, after you, you stuff your cup, it? you can... I don't think you though. Do you have to like, slice it like a cake? So you use a spoon. Yeah, it looks like you might just eat out of it like a bowl, kind of. I don't. I can't really. Yeah, they don't. They don't show anybody eating it. Like they get. The, I think what they should do is an accurate representation is do like a cut shot of the people waiting in line for the experience, and then like showing them trying to eat it. Yo, after you stuff your cup. You can scold your bowl. Because <laughs> if you eat a one pound Reese's, you're going to shit in your <laughs> innards out. What's the best case scenario? <laughs> There's a guy on YouTube who has a six minute long video of his stuff your cup experience. I just want to see somebody eat the full thing. Matt Stoney. doing a taste testing here at the end. So you guys went to Hershey. Did you get on Wildcat's Revenge? Yeah, we did. Actually, it was a solid like park day because we were only there for maybe two and a half hours and we got on everything. Nice. Which was cool. Yeah, Wildcat was good. I It might be my new favorite behind Outlaw Run. It has a lot of... Uh, it definitely throws you around more than the other RMCs. Like, there's moments where my upper body was getting, like, thrown forward, and it kind of, like, would then get thrown to the side. Like, I couldn't hold my body upright. It's pretty fun. Damn. Some of the laterals are pretty intense. It's definitely a lot more out of control than the others. It also doesn't feel like the formulaic RMCs, of the like, the other RMCs. Even the... Uh, there's a wave turn on there, but that wave turn had a lot more airtime than the other ones. So it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. Only wrote it. We only wrote it once. So it's always hard for me to judge a coaster after just one ride. And it was at night too. And I didn't know the layout. So it was a little disorienting. Um, yeah, I think I was pleasantly surprised 
I'm a little bit of an RMC hater. Um, this one, I didn't think it had a lot of their bullshit that I don't like, where it's like trying to pop you around like you're on a flat ride. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. But also, to that point, like I did not watch a POV of it at all, which made it way more fun. Because typically, the other RMCs I've, I've seen, like, you see what like off rides and POVs, and you can kind of get a feel of it. But this, I had like no expectation. I had no idea what the layout was, and we wrote it at night, so that probably added a lot to it. Yeah, it was it was good. They also have uh, not dual load, um, exit and loading platforms separately. Oh, nice. So that's probably a little full with capacity. Yeah, I don't know if they have three trains, but considering it seems like a lot of RMCs cannot send like. It definitely seems like those. There's a problem with those trains, where they just parks cannot get those trains out quick enough. So it's like if it's gonna stack, you might as well have like a offload platform too. But the crews were okay when we were there. I think they did have three trains. Oh, maybe. Uh, I think so. I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, and they have lockers, free lockers, sort of like um, Velocicoaster. Nice. When you get close to the station, so you like don't have to take all your stuff out before you get in line, and you don't have to pay. It's like the dual side where like you put it in on one side, and when you exit out, you get it out the other side. Yeah, that's really nice. I like when parks do that. The thing is, uh, yeah, like I. I can't complain. Like I, if you do it that way, like I have no complaints. Yeah. There's like, it's that's like the perfect solution. Yeah, or that, or like Iron Guazi has zipper pouches below the seat, so you like take your stuff, you put it into the pouch and zip it. Um, which I also really like because the thing with lockers is like, yeah, if you have a backpack or loose articles, like lockers, you know, one thing, but. For just like your phone and wallet, expecting people to put it in a locker is kind of ridiculous. Definitely. I'm glad. It seems like a lot of parks are coming up with sensible solutions where people aren't having to pay, which is nice. But yo, um, sounds like you had a pretty good weekend. You get on Candemonium? Candemonium was also better than I was expecting. It's not quite Mako, but it's it's like 75% Mako as far as the airtime um, intensity. Way better than when I, I wrote it once uh, the year it opened. I think I wrote it in the morning. In this trip, we wrote it at like close to closing. It was like almost 10 p.m. So I'm wondering if that made the difference. Because when I wrote it before, I was like, very underwhelmed and had no I didn't even write it a second time but then this time I was like kind of surprised at how good the airtime was in a few places yeah nice nice that makes me really want to get out to Hershey it's Um, got a great ride lineup yeah for real that's another one I haven't been to since 08 so they've added shit half of parks in in that time yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we also got uh walk on on Fahrenheit, 
which is cool because normally that line's long. Um, and then Stormrunner, there's, a, I guess, like a button got sucked down. So we were in line in the station. And then I guess, like, a button got stuck, so they had to call maintenance, but they got it back up in, like, 10 minutes. Um, yeah, Skyrush Sky Rush is good. Uh, it definitely makes a really horrible sound on the first drop that you can hear across the park that I don't remember last time I was there. Um, but, like, Skyrush has that, like, Almost, it's almost like an like an arrow first drops where you get that insane accidental airtime. That's kind of what it feels like, and for it, for it being Intamin built in the 2010, like or 2010, I'm actually surprised by how imperfect the forces are on the drop. But because it's like you go down, and then like right before it starts pull out, you just get like one like last yank. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. And you can hear it, like, you can hear, like, the whole structure in the train just, like, make this horrible, like, kind of, like, chunky sound as it goes over it. Doesn't sound good. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I, really, I want to get on that. Well, shit, uh, sounds like it was a great time. It was a fun weekend. I mean, we took a train, so we took the train from uh, New York to Harris, yeah, Harrisburg, Harrisburg, yeah, which is like three hours. Um, and then had the the house rental, which was like a house on a farm. It's like big, like old ass house, which was pretty nice. <clears throat> nice. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad, glad you had a good time. Sounds like fun. I uh, wish I could have joined you, but fucking school is calling. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll have to get you out here one one of these years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have a, a pretty large collection of friends, some of whom Ben met, who are not interested in coasters or parks, but all it takes is one Knobles trip and they want to go back every year. <laughs> the magic of Knobles. There's also magic. a moment when we were all back at the house. So yeah, your your laser you know those laser project like those projectors? Zach, that like project lasers and colors on the wall. Uh yeah. So there was yeah. one there is one of those going projected behind the TV as we were watching the thousand and one not thousand and one not video and the and then, and then uh yeah someone started playing ballooner videos someone <laughs> who was that someone I didn't play the first one I played the second one Oh you didn't okay <laughs> That's funny. Well, y'all, I'm getting fucking sleepy. Same. Got anything else? That was about it. Any other other thoughts on the time? 
Let me leave. I'll leave one thought. This is my other thought on Knobles. I've talked about how much I love Knobles. Next time you're at Knobles, when you're going to ride the carousel, right at the line, there's a tree. It's a large tree, and it actually goes through a cutout. The roof has been designed around this tree. Um, and like the flying turns and what I said about that, to me, that like describes everything about why I love Knobles. Because when they like put in the canopy for the carousel, it was this beautiful tree. And every other park, I think, in the country, except, you know, maybe like Holiday World or somebody would have just cut down this tree. Instead, they designed the entire roof of the building around it. So that's like that to me. That's Knobles. It sums it all up. Yeah, that's that's nice. Nice little touches. That can really make a, a park a huge difference in a park. It's it's a park. It is a I think it is a park first and then you add the rides. It's a place you don't mind, you enjoy being in, even if you aren't going on the rides. Which I can't say about ninety five percent of parks I've been to. That's a that's a fair assessment. Well, hey, Jonathan, I'd be remiss. Do you want to plug like your socials or anything? Nah, I don't have much of that shit. What I do, it's locked down. Yeah, okay. sorry, everybody. Do you have anything to plug? Well, I'm on the Discord, so join that if you're not already. Oh, hey, there it is. I was going to say wuta.com. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still up? I'm going to look it up. It's still there. This keeps renewing the domain. Last post 14 years ago. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's outlived the gap officially. It has. Rest in peace. Pour one out. <laughs> Right on. Well, thank you thanks so much for, for you know. you know, thanks for joining us and being here. And you know, honestly, it was awesome to have somebody uh, showing Canola some love because I feel like we've never really gotten into it about that park on this show. No man, I got to bring the east, the east coast love. Totally. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. All right, fellas, anytime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, join our discord and all that shit. We don't have anything to plug either. Don't use social media. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Until next time. Your favorite. Talk. Oh.